are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. So when we confess or say what God said, regardless of whether it's true in our life at that present time or not, it causes faith to come, see? And faith will come and abide in the heart. That's where faith works. It's in the heart. So first, confessing God's Word causes faith to come. And that's important. So if we are to operate in faith, we must know what God said about any particular situation, you see, that we're dealing with or we're facing in life, any circumstance that we face in life, if we know what God said about it, then we'll know how to believe. So then we just simply lay hold on what God said and begin to say what God said about it. Now, the psalmist David said in Psalms 118, verse 17, he said, I will live and not die. I will live and do the works of God. Well, now somebody said, well, how in the world could he say that? Well, it was easy. He just opened his mouth and said it. I'll live and not die. I'll live and do the works of God. Well, now, you see, if I had some terminal disease, I believe I'd just lay hold on that scripture and just begin to say it. That's the inspired word of God. I'll live and do the works of God and just proclaim it until faith comes, you see. I mean, if there wasn't another scripture in the Bible, that'd be enough to get you healed. God sent his word and healed him. But you see, confessing the word of God causes faith to come because in Romans 10, 17, Paul said, so then faith cometh by hearing, not just by having heard. Didn't say faith cometh by having heard. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, continual sense. Now, number two under that, see, we're talking about why we should confess or to say the same thing that God says in his word about us, regardless of whether it's true or not in our present situation in life, we ought to say what God said about us. If he said we have overcome the wicked one, then we ought to proclaim, thank God I've overcome the wicked one, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, you see, John said that. I write unto you, little children, because you have overcome the wicked one. Well, had they overcome him at that point? No. He's calling things that are not as though they were. See, but you see, if we'll say what God said about it, the greater one dwells in me. Now, you don't just wake up some morning just feeling like the greater one's in you. <laughs> Abraham didn't wake up some morning just feeling like believing God in the face of all of these adverse circumstances that he faced. He made a decision. See, when there was no hope, he believed in hope. You have to make a decision to believe God's word. So then number two under that is why we should confess the word of God is that it renews the mind. It enlightens and renews the mind. The entrance of the word bringeth light, David said. See, God's word brings light to you. And in Romans 12, verses 1 through 3. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I want to read you what Paul said here. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to the world. Now, one translation said, not be forced into the world's mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
See, if you're thinking contrary to what God thinks, then we need our minds renewed. Now, I want you to notice something, that here Paul is talking to the church at Rome, the Roman church. These are tongue-talking, Bible-toting, full gospel businessmen. (laughs) And he said, you better do something about your mind. See, your mind didn't get renewed when you got born again. The spirit man was changed, but you have to change the way you're thinking. See, if you've been taught wrong, when you get born again, you didn't just automatically get a new mind. Your spirit's changed, and you'll probably sense in your spirit there's something wrong about what they're saying when it's not agreeing with the Word of God, but you may not know what it is. You have to renew your mind to the Word of God. Get your mind in line with God's Word. He said, be not conformed to the world, be ye transformed. Now, this word transform is an interesting word because it's the same Greek word that's used. It says Jesus was transfigured before them on the Mount of Transfiguration, see. Transfigured before the same Greek word, transformed. Now, brother, you get your mind transfigured the way Jesus was transfigured before them. It becomes enlightened. They said he was shining like no fuller could make his garment shine. It was the Holy Ghost shining through. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Now, notice he says, be not conformed to the world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every one among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now notice he didn't say you ought not think highly of yourself. Don't think more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Did you notice that? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, I think there's something here that we've missed down through the years. And, you know, I've taught it different ways myself, but I'm seeing something different here. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, you'll find that Paul said in another place, not all men have faith. Well, now, we can look at it this way, that every man among you, which is the church at Rome, you see, those that were born again. But yet, I think there's still something else there. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. How do you measure faith? Have you ever stopped to think about that? How would you measure faith? I mean, do you have a bushel or do you have a quart? Do you have a pound or do you have a ton? (laughs) How would you go about measuring faith? Well, now, the only way that I know that you could measure faith, you see, because God's Word is filled with faith. It's something you can't see, feel, touch, taste. It's something you know, all right. But the only way that I know that you could measure faith is to find out how much word is in you. See, it would be measured by the amount of word you had in you. You take the fellow now that believes in salvation and witnessing to people, getting them saved. He has great faith in salvation scripture, see, because he has knowledge of it. Yes, he'll take you down the Roman road to salvation, get you born again every time, man. I mean, he can convince you because he is baptized in that. Man, he knows it from every scripture about salvation. He understands it. He knows it. But then right on the other hand, he may turn right around and tell you, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know, he gives you cancer to teach you something. And say that, well, God won't heal you. You know, that went out with the apostle. See, he's right in his heart, but he's wrong in his head. Did you know you can be right in your heart and wrong in your head? Somebody said, well, Brother Caps, now won't he go to heaven? Won't he go to heaven if he's saved? Well, sure he will. I got good news and bad news. He may go to heaven, but he may go in the morning. 
He may go before his time. He may get there ahead of everybody else if he doesn't believe in healing. See, because he doesn't have the word of God concerning healing. Therefore, he has no faith in it. So, you see, it's important that we renew our minds once we've been born again. See, you don't just automatically think like God thinks. In fact, you didn't have to be born again but about two minutes till you found out you wasn't thinking like God thinks. <laughs> and you read his word, you'll find out you still don't think like God thinks altogether. You go to reading 1 Corinthians 13th chapter. <laughs> Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love is not puffed up. Love doesn't, you know, and you put your name in there and see if you measure up to that. Well, we have to renew our minds to the Word of God. And that's what confessing and saying what God says does to our minds. It renews our minds. It gets us in a position to where that we can think like God thinks. David in Psalm 17, 4 says, By the words of thy lips I have kept myself from the wicked one. Now listen to what he said, by the words of thy lips. In other words, he got a hold of this and understood that if I say what God said, it'll keep me from the wicked one. See, I'm sure that he didn't always feel like saying what God said about him. Brother, I mean to tell you, when Saul was after him and he was running through the sawbriar thickets trying to stay away from Saul and they were trying to kill him, take his life. But you know what? He always said what God said. He said, I've kept myself from the wicked one. Who did it? He said, I did it by the words of thy mouth. Now, see, this compares with what God told Joshua. Don't let the word of God, or the book of the law, see. Now, the book of the law was all the word of God they had in that day. So this was God's way of saying to Joshua, don't let the word of God depart out of your mouth. Meditate therein day and night. Observe to do all that's written therein. Now, let me show you something. If you don't meditate the word of God, you won't do it. You just won't be a doer of it if you don't meditate on the Scripture because on the surface it'll sound foolish to you sometimes some of the things that Jesus said to do. When he said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, doubt not in his heart, believe what he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You know, you just run up on that Scripture and you'll say, Say what? (laughs) I mean, that just sounds ridiculous. Why, the mountain's going to listen to me? How in the world? See, you've got to get your mind to thinking like God thinks. And get the understanding of this into your spirit. Now, if we say what God says, it'll renew the mind, causes faith to come, and it renews the mind to the Word of God where that we can think like God thinks. But if you talk what the devil says, you'll think like the devil. Now, see, sometimes we get the idea that, well, now this faith and confession stuff, it's just a formula. No, no. It's a lot more than that. Somebody says it's just positive thinking. No, it's as far as the east is from the west from positive thinking. It's not mental power. It's word power. It's God's word over all matter. God's word and faith over all matter. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, all of this week we have book offer number 7509. It's called Faith and Confession. Now, this is a faith manual. It's 265-page paperback, 
for $16 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $20. Now, in this book, here are some of the chapter titles. We deal with various subjects in this book, and I challenge you to get this book and sit down and study it and put these things in motion in your life. The first chapter is called The Gospel is the Power of God. Chapter 2 is Life and Death in Words. You know, the Scripture says in Proverbs, Death and life are in the power of words, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The third chapter is called Seed Time and Harvest. This is a principle of the Bible. As long as the earth remaineth, be seed time and harvest, day and night, cold and heat, and it shall never cease. Chapter 4 is Words Transmit Images. Now, if you don't know that, you're going to be in a heap of trouble because the words you're speaking is creating images on the inside of you, and you'll eventually live out that image the way you see it on the inside. Your words are creating your future. Chapter 5 is The Righteousness, which is a faith principle. There is a principle. I call it the righteousness which is a faith principle. What does it say? What saith it? The word is nigh thee. It is even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That's what Paul said in Romans chapter 10. You ought to study that and give some meditation to it because the word is first in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. It produces when it's in your heart. And this is why the confession of God's word is so powerful. Chapter 6 is developing faith in your confession. You know, the reason some people don't have any faith in their confession, they're always confessing the wrong things, they're always confessing, don't make any difference what they do, it won't work out anyway. Dear God, somebody up there don't like me, you know, and all kinds of negative things. That's offer number 7509, Faith and Confession, 265-page paperback for a total of $20. We have a toll-free order line, one 877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.